Welcome to the East Martian Chronicles podcast. And it beat in ancient time. Walk upon England's mountains green. And was the holy Lamb of God on England. Welcome, everybody, to the East Martian Chronicles podcast number one. Um, I'm Joel Miskin. I'm a I'm an old guy. I used to work for the WEA, not a record company, but you'll hear more about that in a while. Um, and I'm very happy to be involved with my uh, comrades and friends and colleagues, Jill and Billy, in this little venture. And we hope that by the end of uh, this podcast number one, you'll want to stay with us as well. Anyway, that's me. Um, who are we? Over to you, Jill. Thanks, Joel. My name's Jill Harrison, and I'm an Area Education Manager at the Workers' Educational Association, also known as WEA, not a record company after all. Aha, uh-huh. so now you know. And Billy? Uh, hiya, my name's Billy, and I work with Community Group East Marsh United, and we are in a left-behind and not-yet-leveled-up um, neighbourhood, uh, called the East Marsh of Grimsby, hence the name of the podcast. Uh, so our community group over the last three to four years started from nothing and we now um, own a couple of houses. We want to buy some more and we're, we're acting as an ethical community landlord to try and offer quality homes for East Martian people. So we also have projects growing around time banking, um, around community arts and community education, which is what Jill and I are going to tell you all about today. So thank you, Billy. So there's two things we now know. One is the WA is not a record company. It's the Workers' Educational Association. Jill Jill will tell us a bit more about that in a couple of minutes. And we also know that East Marsh United is not a well-known and hugely resourced football, football club. It's a community, it's a community in action really um and we've already heard a bit from billy about that so okay what 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 about the wea then tell us more about that jill please yeah we don't want to disappoint anyone who was hoping for a record company and a football club but i hope you'll find it equally exciting so the wea is the largest voluntary provider of adult education in england and scotland it's a charity um covers nine regions in england and scotland as well and it, we, we provide high quality educational opportunities for adults over the age of 19. Um, we do a lot of different things. So we do things like English and maths and, and other qualifications, but we also do a lot of culture courses um, and we try to meet students' needs. So it's very much student-centred and student-led wherever possible. One of the things we're very keen on is education for social purpose so education for the sake of education and learning and relating it to your community um, whether that's your local community or wider communities and thinking about how what you learn can be used to effect change so I always think of it like throwing a pebble in a pond So a student comes to a course, they are that pebble, but the ripples that come out from that pebble going in the pond extend for miles and and 
you know, one student can really enthuse others and get them involved. We right. work very closely with, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Val, but uh, we work very closely with volunteers, um, of whom Billy is one. So we work with local branches who help us to um, arrange and promote local educational activities in their area. Great, Jill, thanks. So it's a sort of the sort of ripple effect. And I, and I know Jill's worked for the WA for quite a long time, and I worked for the WA for 30 years, and it was pretty good, I have to say. I count myself very lucky to have had that life work experience. Um, um, Billy, before coming back to Jill, is there anything you want to add about uh, East March? Tell, tell, tell us how long you've been in existence, the, the organisation. Uh, only about three and a half years. We, we literally started in direct response to terrible conditions and uh, county lines gangs taking over and things like that. And essentially, we just kind of uh, rolled our sleeves up, got out on the streets and started cleaning things up. But more importantly, we kind of sat together every week and started to learn about the issues in our neighborhood and more importantly, how we could actually contribute to solving some of those issues. And one part of all of that is about education and our role in partnership with the WEA and also uh, down the line, with the new cooperative university is that we've started a new branch of the WEA, uh, the community education branch. And we may well take traditionally oriented WEA courses as such, but actually we might try a different way of organizing ourselves as well in terms of a more dialogic kind of education on the basis of something like Paolo Freire and this acknowledges actually that, that people bring with them a wealth of experience. And education for me in many ways is simply people sitting in a room together with a spirit of inquiry and on the basis of being a community of equals. And if we can build our own educational uh, curriculum from that basis upwards, then we're doing really well. And I know there's a, a wealth of um, knowledge and experience within the WEA that can help, you know, give us some structure to that as well. That, that's, that's fantastic. Gosh, so, so you've achieved a hell of a lot in an incredibly short period of time, now, which is admirable and obviously is still growing and building. And, and the WEA, I think, has been around a little longer than three and a half years, Jill. Just a bit longer, since 1903. <laughs> but you haven't been around since 1903. Mm, no, I've just had a hard life. That's all, job. <laughs> well, so, 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 uh, you know, how did it come about? Just briefly, can you tell us? Um, I met Billy probably just over two years ago now. I was introduced by one of our volunteers, Emma, who said, I know this great bloke in Grimsby who's doing good stuff, and I think, we could work with him as part of the WEA. So um, I went along to meet Billy. We had a good chat. And then we went to meet some other people who were interested in setting up a branch and had a good chat about it. And then they decided that's what they wanted to do. So we set up the branch and then we set up a programme of activities that we were hoping to run last year. 
and we're going to have what we're calling um, education evenings where we would have different speakers coming along um, to talk about education, to talk about cooperatives and, and those kind of related issues. And we envisaged that we would have those and then they would form the basis of a three-year programme where at the end of the three years, participants might be looking at becoming community workers themselves or they might be going on to do some work at the co-op college or whatever they fancied. And we had it all set up and then... COVID. COVID, exactly. COVID came and put an end to it temporarily and I'm sure Billy will be able to tell you what we're putting in its place okay well let's come to that in one second but okay. but if, again if, I think just for, for listeners it's interesting this because what what you've developed with Billy just for listen so listeners know is what happened in the early part of the 20th century you know the WA yeah. was born out of various developments in the 19th century um Developments, working class organisation through trade unions, through cooperative organisations, through women's organisations, uh, all came together to form the WEA in 1903, as you say. And then from that, the voluntary movement branches started to emerge. And of course, they, they the, 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 the students, the learners, the activists themselves decided what they wanted to learn and when they'd learn it. And the idea was to offer the same quality of education as the middle and upper classes were getting a small minority of society already had so so it's great it's you know over a hundred years on that that sort of um synergy that mix that connectivity yeah. is, is is having the same effect it's so it's fantastic so 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 billy okay this is podcast number one what what happens from here what's the plan well, um, to talk about how the idea of the podcast came about, I'd been um, listening to uh, a particular podcast um, from a Jap Jacobin pod podcast, which I can heartily recommend. And there was a kind of a, a shared reading experience of E.P. Thompson's Making of the English Working Class. And I thought it was brilliant because honestly, I'd had this uh, fat book sat on my shelf for a few years and kind of edged towards it <laughs> often and not quite made it. And um, so learning it along with people on a kind of every so often basis was just amazing. And, and they got, uh, you know, uh, academics in who could talk about uh, different aspects of the, the history and the politics of the book. And it was phenomenal. And it just struck me that actually, okay, so our inspiration evenings with, with fantastic talkers all on the East Marsh with dialogue and debate and discussion can't take place anymore, but let's just go online. Let's do it. So we got a, a, a generous funding pot from the William Alderson Foundation to buy some uh, clever podcasting equipment and we've sort of moved ourselves to this point where we've got podcast number one which is just uh, amazing really so what's gonna happen next okay so um we will be planning a, a series of talks as jill says you know i mean we're thinking of this as the the podcast of the wea from the East Marsh and other localities at the edge of things. We're feeling ourselves 
from the edges and uses the, using the lenses of, you know, history and sociology and uh, whatever else, anthropology, political action, flat pack democracy, all of these different things to look at a lot of the issues that affect people's lived experience here on the East Marsh and in other localities. So we may well tie up with people we know um, up in Hartlepool and, and, you know, people in Keithley that we're, we're partners and friends with. And in Deptford, we've got a fantastic connection with a very lively community group in uh, Deptford who are doing great things. So we're doing all those things and we hope just to have the kind of conversation that, that we're having here, Joel, really. Um, just talk to people, sit together as equals, discussing as grown-ups a free discussion about all of these different issues. And I suppose the other um, thing is to build on that, um, you know, the E.P. Thompson thing, we're also going to run a reading group um, which may well be a more formalized kind of WEA style uh, offer. Um, but we're going to do the Ragged Trousered Philanthropists, which is, uh, you know, one of the first working class novels. Um, and it's been, I know you've uh, read this um, and I've reread it recently and listened to the fantastic um, audio version. And you know, the amount of resonance that there is with our times, I think, is is quite striking. I don't know what you think. No, I, I, I mean, actually, two things I'd pick up from that. I think that notion of on the edge is an interesting, a really interesting one, I have to say. But in regard to The Ragged Trouser, yes, and I have read it. I'd read it twice before. My, my first, first time, my book had become so crumpled, I think it ended up in the bins. I had to buy another one. Of course, I took it off the shelf a while ago. And it reminded me that I last read it in 1985. And then since a, a discussion with you some weeks ago, I've started listening to it again, um, audio when I go walking. And, and, it, and oh, it's just every time I re-engage with it, it just knocks me out, both in terms of the era that, uh, that it was set in, but also the, uh, as, you, as you've said, the, the kind of resonances with today. Uh, the issues that are raised, at least, that are so so contemporary as well. So I, that that'll be that'll be a great great initiative. Um, Jill, do you want to add to that little discussion? I just think it's really interesting that as what we're setting up is coming back to the beginnings of the WEA. So society's kind of gone gone in a loop, hasn't it? So yeah, so so many issues in that novel that we can relate to today, the gig economy, trade union rights being decimated, you know, all of those issues and more we can relate to. And I think that's something that will really engage people, will really engage our listeners as they, as they start to put those things together. Yeah, poverty, greed, inequality, the role of the yeah. media. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all, all there today yeah. and it was all yesterday. Um, okay. Uh, and presumably, uh, 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 Billy and Jill, anybody who listens to this, you've got an idea, something they feel that would be really useful to explore and discuss, should just feed that back to you. We want ideas. Is that right? Uh, we absolutely do. I mean, we wish to just spark engagement with people. So we want to grow this 
project. It's community learning, so we want to raise aspirations across the generations. We want to engage local people in several localities, and we want to build into the WEA network. So really, if anybody's got suggestions for ideas, we are open. Right. Well, that's well, that's brilliant. So I think that kind of brings us to a conclusion. Um, I, I'd like to say thanks from me and thanks from him and her. <laughs> uh, Morecambe and Wise, isn't it? Or something like that. Anyway, thank, thank you. Those of you who've listened, most importantly, thank you. Uh, thanks to Jill and Billy. And we hope we hope very much that what you've heard is, you know, has been of some interest and that it's perhaps whetted your appetite a bit and that you'll come back for podcast number two, which will follow soonish thank you and goodbye bring me my boy